जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जल वल्लभ जय गोपी जन वल्लभ जया गिरीवराधारी जया गिरीवराधारी यशोदानंदन ब्रज जन रंजन नंदन ब्रज जन रंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रज जन रंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रज जन रंजन यमुना तीरा वनचारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय राधा माधव राधा माधव राधे जय राधा माधव राधा माधव राधे जय राधा कालाचंजी राधा कालाचंजी राधे जय गौरानीताय गौरानीताय जय गौरानीताय जय गौरानीताय जय जय प्रभुपाद प्रभुपाद प्रभुपा जय जय प्रभुपा गौर प्रेमानंदे ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय
ನಾರಾಯಣಂ ನಮಸ್ಕೃತ್ಯ ನರಂ ಚೈವ ನರೋತ್ತಮ ದೇವಿ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ವ್ಯಾಸ ತಥೋಜಯಂ ಮುದೀರೇತ್ ನಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯು ಅಭದ್ರೇಶು ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಾಗವತ ಸೇವೆಯ ಭಗವತಿರುತ್ತಮ ಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಠಕೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ದೇವಕೀ ನಂದನಾಯ ನಂದಗೋಪಕುಮಾರಾಯ ಗೋವಿಂದಾಯ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಒನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟೀನ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ನೈನ್ ಮಂದಸ್ಯ ಮಂದ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಸ್ಯ ವಯೋ ಮಂದಸ್ಯುಶ್ಚ ವೈ ನೃದಯ ಹ್ರಿಯತೆ ನಕ್ತಂ ದಿವಾಚ ವ್ಯರ್ಥಕರ್ಮಿ ಮಂದಸ್ಯ ಮಂದ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಸ್ಯ ವಯೋ ಮಂದಸ್ಯುಶ್ಚ ವೈ ನಿದ್ರಯ ಹ್ರಿಯತೆ ನಕ್ತಂ ದಿವಚ ವ್ಯರ್ಥಕರ್ಮಿ ಮಂದಸ್ಯ ಮಂದ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಸ್ಯ ವಯೋ ಮಂದಸ್ಯುಶ್ಚ ವೈ ನಿದ್ರಯ ಹ್ರಿಯತೆ ನಕ್ತಂ ದಿವಾಚ ವ್ಯರ್ಥಕರ್ಮ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲಿಟರೇಷನ್ ಮಂದಸ್ಯ of the lazy manda paltry pragyasya of intelligence vayaha age manda short ayushaha of duration of life cha and why exactly nidraya of sleeping ಹ್ರಿಯತೆ ಪಾಸಸವೇ ನಕ್ತಂ ನೈಟ್ ದಿವಾ ಡೇ ಟೈಮ್ ಚ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ವ್ಯರ್ಥ ಫಾರ್ ನಥಿಂಗ್ ಕರ್ಮ ಬಿಹಿ ಬೈ ಆಕ್ಟಿವಿಟೀಸ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಲೇಜಿ ಹ್ಯೂಮನ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ಪಾಲ್ಟ್ರಿ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಅ ಶಾರ್ಟ್ ಡ್ಯೂರೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಲೈಫ್ pass the night sleeping and the day performing activities there are that are for not purport the less intelligence do not know the real value of human form of life the human form of life is a special gift of material nature in the course of her enforcing stringent laws of miseries upon the living being it is a chance to achieve the highest boon of life namely to get out of the entanglement of repeated birth and death the intelligent take care of this important gift by strenuously endeavoring to get out of this entanglement but the less intelligent are lazy and unable to evaluate the gift of the human body to att- to achieve liberation from material bondage they have become more interested in a so called economic development and work very hard throughout the life simply for the sense enjoyment of the temporary body sense enjoyment is also allowed to the lower animals by the law of nature and thus a human being is also destined 
to a certain amount of sense enjoyment according to his past or present life. But one should definitely try to understand that sense enjoyment is not the ultimate goal of human life. Herein it is said that during the day time one works for nothing because the aim is nothing but sense enjoyment. If we can particularly observe how the human being is engaged for nothing in the great cities and industrial towns. There are so many things manufactured by human energy, but they are all meant for sense enjoyment and not for getting out of material bondage. But after working hard during the daytime, a tired man either sleeps or engages in sensual activities at night. That is the program of materialistic civilized life for the less intelligent. Therefore, they are designated herein as lazy, unfortunate and short-lived. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyana Anjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Yenam Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha So, in this particular shloka, as we see, uh, as Kaliuga is coming, Parishit Maharaj is basically being described what are the characteristics we have seen in this human form of life. And one of the aspects which is pointed out as uh, given in the purport by Srila Prabhupada is, you know, a man, as we say in Sanskritam, that ahara nidra bhayamaitanam cha samanya etat pashubir naranam dharmo hishesho adhiko vishesho dharmena hina pashubi samanaha. This is an important aspect that animals also have a sense has have a life of sense enjoyment a lion can live very happily in the jungle an elephant lives very happily in the in the jungle as well or wherever it lives it has a family it sleeps it eats it mates and defends if we humans do the same thing then there is no difference between us and animals only we only having following dharma and religion and regulated way of life is what we become actually higher than animals Otherwise, we are equivalent to polished animals. A dog or a, a lion may enjoy having a family in the jungle, where we may enjoy having a family in a city or a town. We may sleep on a big, uh, you know, bed or a soft bed. But for the lion, the grass is the best bed it can get. The elephant loves the water it drinks from the waterfall, and we may drink from a tap. But that does not mean the the actual goal or the pleasure experienced by a particular jivatma taking the body is completely different. That is why in Kaliuga it is said that intelligence is not about, yes, from a materialistic standpoint, it is important to keep the world sustaining, uh, whether innovation happens, whether technology moves ahead. But technological advancement, as we say the saying in English, you eat to live, not live to eat. So similarly, using technology and many other things is part and parcel of a way of life, but that is not the end result itself. And this is what we see in Kaliuga, where the, in, if daytime, if one works for nothing, which means if all we can do is only educate ourselves to have sense enjoyment, but not know what happens after we quit our body, then that's a problem. This is why one of the, as we know in Vedanta Sutra, as we say, Athato Brahma Jigyaso, and understanding what uh, the spirit soul and jivatma is there is a very clear difference between matter purusha prakriti and jivatma and kala right one should understand the difference between what is matter what is dead matter and what is spirit soul because we as jivatmas 
we can take bodies of different forms of life. A dog or an animal, a fish also is a living soul inside it. It has just taken a particular body based on its karma. And tomorrow if we lose this opportunity, as it said, the the real form of human life must be understood. Without understanding that, then there is no value. Also, one must also understand why Bhagavan takes avataram, right? Lord Krishna came, uh, Lord Rama has come, has taken avataram. Because for us, we take birth according to our karma. But as in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, right? Name parthashi kartavyam trishu lokeshu kinchanaha nana vaptam avapyaptam varta eva chakarmani. O Pritha, there is no work prescribed for me within all these three planetary systems. Nor I am in want of anything, nor I have a seed to obtain anything, yet I am engaged in prescribed duties. And what is the reason for that? Because it is normal that all of us in human form of life, we all look for inspiration, we look towards something or someone to motivate us, right? And the best thing to say is, uh, as Bhagavan says in Bhagavad Gita, Yadahyam navarteyam jatu karmadi atandriyaha mama vartamanur vartante manushya partha sarvashahei. For if I ever fail to engage in carefully performing prescribed duties, partha, oh partha, certainly all men would follow my path. So, in order to maintain this tranquility as well as balance, even when Lord Krishna was there, even when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was there, when Bhagavan Rama was there, all of them would do their prescribed duties. Whether it is being as a, a childhood, a student, as a grahastha, even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu before as he was a grahastha, after he took sannyas, right? The prescribed duties are there, prescribed for every person in every ashrama. Whether as, uh, as a brahmachari, as a grahastha, as a manasaprastha or a sannyasa. So Bhagavan never shies away from his prescribed duties. This is also uh, an important understanding to us that we are aspirants of Bhakti Yoga. And similarly, the example set forward by Bhagwan or his Bhagavatas is something we should aspire and follow in our day-to-day lives. Right? So, as written here, in order to keep the balance of social tranquility for progress in spiritual life, there are traditional family uses meant for every civilized man. Although although such rules and regulations are for conditioned souls and not for Lord Krishna, because he decided to establish the principles of religion, he followed the prescribed rules. Like Bhagavan says, Yada Yadahi Dharmasya Glanir Bhavati Bharataha. That Bhagavan takes avataram to establish these principles. As we say, Paritranaya Sadhunam Vinashayasha Dushkranatam. Means to establish these principles again and again, he also sets an example, right? But if, as Krishna says in the next verse, Utsideyur imal imeloka nakuryam karma chedaham sankaras sankarasya chakartasyam upahanyam imam prajaha. If I did not perform prescribed duties, all these words would be put into ruination. I would be the cause of creating unwanted population and I would thereby destroy the peace of all living beings. This is why we, we say that, you know, naitat samachare jatu manasapihi anishwaraha. One should simply follow the instructions 
of Bhagwan and his empowered servant. These instructions are good for all of us and any intelligent person will perform them as instructed. However, one should guard against trying to imitate their actions. And that example is given, one should not try to drink poison from the ocean as what Lord Shiva did. So, we should know what we are and our, what our capabilities are. But one should also understand that the, the prescribed duties, whether if you even look from a simplistic standpoint of chanting, getting up in the morning, taking a bath, following cleanliness, ethics, morality, being honest, these are simplistic aspects of life. And also other prescribed duties, whether we do devotional service, we wake up, we come to the temple, we chant at our home, we do deity service. These things are supposed to be done. If we don't do this, all of this is only prescribed for actually our benefit. It is not prescribed for Bhagawan. Bhagawan is Abhaurusham. He has no birth. He is Aja. He is unborn. He is Satchidananda Vigraha. He is always pure. We, because we take bodies according to our karma, we have impurities. And that is why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that Cheto Darpanam Arjanam Bhavamadavagni Nirvapanam Only when we can do a cleansing of our thoughts, mind and body and atone and do Parashchittam is when our actually advancement begins. Many people think that chanting, yes, Nam Nam Akari Bhavuda Nijasarva Saktihi is actually very important. But at the same point, the next verse which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says is Tranadapi Sunichena. One should have an aspect of atonement or and do penance. Because without that, that comes not aspect of surrender. Humility means surrender. To surrender to someone or something who can uplift you. And in order, and one aspect of humility is to know that we have to accept defeat. Defeat not because we are defeated out of ego. Defeated out of love. That is the aspect of humility. And this is what is the realization which will come. As one chants more Bhagawan's name, practices more devotional service, then this aspect will come where how one should actually go and serve Bhagawan and his Bhagavatas. Right? This is the, this is the fundamental aspect of devotional service. If you look about any religion or anything of our, of our pastimes, of Bhagawan's Leelas and Avatarams and Bhagavatas, this is a very key fundamental aspect which is shown that Bhagavat Seva and Bhagavat Seva and Bhagavat Seva both are important, right? Sometimes it can happen directly, sometimes it happens indirectly, sometimes it happens in direct association or indirect association. But whatever is there, the aspect of humility has to develop. And that return, as you said, that we know that a mother shows love to a child or a child shows love to a mother, though there may be give and take of loving exchanges, but the real aspect is love cannot love cannot be uh, bought. It can only be earned. So humility also is something which can only be realized from within, actually. And only when that humility comes and one does atonement and chanting of Bhagawan's name is that humility is realized. It is okay in the initial phases people may say I am fallen and all these things, but you have to understand that lot of Bhagavatas have already gone back to Bhagawan's abode in Goloka. So, 
the understanding is also to know that we are never going to be greater than them. We always have to serve their lotus feet. This is another aspect of humility. Uh, if we look at, <coughs> we also read a little bit from the Vedanta Sutra because it is important to uh, understand what we talk about this. So, Atmava idam eka evagra asit. In the beginning, only the Supreme Personality of Godhead existed. So the question comes is, why does Atma here refer to Supreme Personality of Godhead? The reason is because the Sutra explains that it is Uttarat, because of the following, that so akama yatabhushyam. So Bhagawan says, from one I will become many. And this is how actually uh, Bhagawan decides to incarnate and expand himself. And why this expansion is that because as Jivatmas we have existed always infinitely and we have forgotten a position of what our true nature to Bhagawan is. So just like a father wants to bring back all his children back, he takes avataram and every child as we know is unique. Every child has a different interest. Maybe a simple example. No two children are going to like the same flavor of chocolate or ice cream, right? Similarly, every Jivatma has different interests. So Bhagavan has to take different avatarams and incarnations to make us understand and realize that our original goal and our eternal home is to go back to Him. And this is the aspect of uh, understanding that aham sarvasya mato matap sarvam prabartate iti matva bhajante maam budhabhava samanmitaha as Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita I am the source of everything right I am the seed giving father of every living entity everything emanates from me so he also creates everything and he sustains everything as we read in the shloka today animals also enjoy things they also, of course, go through their life of karma, but everything is provided. You know, if you look at the animal in the jungle, the animal doesn't need a degree like an education like us. You know, its mother or father, whatever it may be, teaches us how to live life and whatever is an aspect of consciousness, different living entity, living entities take different bodies and different animals have different time durations where a jivatma may spend time with someone else there and based on their karma and consciousness they only spend that much time but everything for the bird or planimal or fish or plant everything is provided by Bhagawan itself so even for us it is not like Bhagawan has said you have taken birth so I have abandoned you right I am here there always for you so Bhagawan always assures by taking avataram like this that we don't fall in our foot, uh, you know, in our footsteps ourselves, but we are able to get up with His help and the help of His Bhagavatas and devotees. So this is an important aspect to understand. So, even for example, uh, sometimes, uh, as Bhagwan says here, yo yo yam yam tanu bhakta sadhayar chitamichati tasya tascha chalam shraddham I am in everyone's heart at the super soul. As soon as anyone desires to worship some demigod, I make his faith steady so he can devote himself to that particular deity. Of course, 
as Krishna has said in the Bhagavad Gita, Bhavunam Janmanam Ante Gyanama Vam Prapadyate. So, not in one human birth, one comes to understand Vasudeva Sarvamiti. As, as one's karma develops, and one is serious about spiritual inclination, as you can see, Bhagavan, as a super soul, as Paramatma, also makes sure that that Jivatma can worship that demigod. Because eventually one will come to the stage, whether in this life or less life. So this also means that, you know, we are not supposed to disrespect or look down upon those peoples who worship the other Adi Devatas. In many other lifetimes, we would have been like that. Just because we have realized this today, doesn't mean that we have become greater. A Vaishnava should actually have compassion. You know, that is the definition of a Vaishnava. To look at everyone else's pain as his own pain. It is a very high utopian principle. Uh, we can only aspire a little bit. But similarly, when we see other people, because one of the offenses we say uh, in chanting the holy names is to blaspheme the Vedic literature or literature in persons of Vedic version. This means Vedas are not samam bonam of Bhagavatam is present and Bhagavad Gita is present. But does not mean other Vedams and other Upanishads are wrong. You cannot reject them. Manusmriti or Manusamita is written as well as other Upanishads are present. Yes, there are different Upanishads in different various forms and stages are written and Puranas are written. But does not mean we, we have the right to reject them. <laughs> we have to respect them. Right? We are not an Acharya or someone else. We are only followers. And followers are not supposed to go reject. Okay, this is, that is again comes with the humility. That is why you see here, why Krishna is saying in the Bhagavad Gita that, I am in everyone's heart as super soul, as one desires to worship some semi-god, uh, you know, I give, make his faith. And then he says, Sataya shraddhaya yuktas tasha shraddhyam tate labate cha tatha kaman Maya Yeva Vihantitan endowed with such a faith, he endeavors to worship a particular demigod and obtains his desires. But in actuality, these benefits are bestowed by be alone. Because obviously, uh, you know, everything comes from Bhagavan. He has to authorize. So, he is the supreme controller. So, which means that unless he decides to authorize something, we cannot get it. But similarly, we cannot go and disrespect his servants as well. Disrespecting of his servants means we don't have humility. We may, we should not think that we are greater than Adi Devatas. That is a misconception present in all of us as them, as Jivatmas actually. Simple example is without Vayu we cannot breathe, without sun we cannot even survive, or without rain nothing will happen in this world. So, it doesn't mean we should not, yes, Surrender should only be done to Sri Krishna. But that doesn't mean, surrender does not mean go disrespecting other people and other Jeevatmas. Today also, of course, to share a little bit further is, uh, so how is devotional, you know, there are many examples given about devotional service, of course, right? And one of the, one, uh, one of the Bhagavatas we should speak today is uh, Sri Vakre- Vakreshwara Pandit's uh, appearance day today. Uh, he is of course in, uh, he appears in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela as we know and he is a uh, expansion and form of Tunga Vidya and Aniruddha, right? 
of the Chaturvya expansion. So, as we see, Vakshreshwar Pandit was a close associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And one of the aspect which comes is how should devotional service be executed? Vakreshwara Pandit is not an ordinary, first of all we should understand, is not an ordinary Jivatma like us. He is a Nitya Siddha who has taken a particular form to just be and participate in the pastime of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, of course, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Pandit was always an expert dancer. It is said that he could do Naratyam for almost close to 72 hours. And he would tell Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that if you could give me 10,000 Gandharvas who could sing, I could dance dance continuously for 72 hours. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would tell him, if if I had that, you would become my other wing. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Natyam is very transcendental. So imagine having a wing for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who can dance like that. So that is the relationship with Vakreshwara Pandit had actually with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The other aspect is uh, when Srivast Thakur uh, went actually, uh, there was a uh, there was actually an expert devote uh, a Bhagavatam class who was giving in Navadipa those days. He was called Devananda Pandit. And he was very very scholarly and he would give wonderful pravachans of Bhagavatam. And once Srivast Pandit started going there and you know wanted to listen to his pravachanam. And it so happened that Hearing the pastimes and leelas of Bhagavan, uh, Srivast Thakur became so engrossed, he exhibited, uh, you know, transcendental symptoms of crying and dancing and chanting. And this created a commotion actually. And it so happened that uh, some of the students of Devananda Pandit, they basically saw this commotion because obviously when a, a dance or a pravachan is, you know, pravachan is given, it created disturbance and they actually shooed Srivast Thakur away. And of course, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to know about this and he was very angry. So, then in Avadip actually, uh, Devananda Pandit wanted to take darshanam of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu declined actually to give him. Uh, this is a pastime, a leela. What this actually tells is, there is an aspect of uh, devotional service or devo- uh, bhakti yoga understood by reading a book and then there is one which is called execution. Right? So, yes, it is important for, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would say, even chanting holy names of Lord is important. Reading Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam and Vedam is important. But practical application, that is why we don't call it devotion. We call it devotional service. Or Bhagavat Kainkaryam or Bhagavat Kainkaryam. That is what develops love. So, Devananda Pandit was expert in understanding Bhagavatam, but he never had the training or association of a Bhagavata to execute devotional service. So, he didn't understand what a Bhavam of devotional service means. So, that is why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu rejected by giving Darshanam to him. Now, of course, the purpose of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one should take to understand the deeper aspect. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is merciful to everyone. The purpose of this is only to make us realize. is not for Devananda Pandit. <laughs> okay. All Leelas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or Krishna or every Avataram of Bhagavan is transcendental. This is all for us to realize. 
so in the course of time it so happened that uh, of course uh, vakreshwara pandit used to reside actually also in uh, kasi mistra's house and it so happened that once there was a lot of chanting and dancing going and uh, vakreshwara pandit was dancing in ecstasy and when devananda pandit saw vakreshwara pandit there he started helping because a lot of people were trying to you know he would fall on other people and everything and devananda pandit started helping him so obviously he by this kind of service indirectly too he attained the mercy of vakreshwara pandit so going down the past time actually it said that so when chaitanya mahaprabhu heard about this he blessed uh, devananda pandit uh, to attain krishna prema so we understand that uh, there is a definition of reading books and understanding shlokas which is important to preach but inner meditation and devotional service is something just like for example a mother need not be mother can read about love but love comes from within for a child and that love to serve for the child or vice versa you can read a book to understand but it cannot it can only be understood when one experiences it you can for example one can read yes uh, we can read shastra and scripture to understand what is krishna prema but in order to understand that you have to execute devotional service and then only you can relish the taste if i were to give a material example you can see many romantic movies i shouldn't say this but you can see romantic movies outside one can see the movie and enjoy it but you cannot experience it till you feel love for someone that is a materialistic example but the similarly aspect in devotional services till one executes devotional service and understands with humility that's when the love and the connection for bhagwan and his bhagavatas will develop so there is a wonderful also uh, there are many pastimes of course of leelas of chaitanya mahaprabhu with vakreshwar pandit right and uh, one of the things is in in uh, jagannath puri of course when uh, uh, there was a lot of leelas going uh, it so happened that one of the leelas where actually chaitanya mahaprabhu was dancing and actually there was a wonderful area where uh, in the in the kirtanam so you know in four as chaitanya mahaprabhu was doing uh, kirtanam and dancing in ecstasy in four there were four corners right you can assume like that and around the four corners in one area there was nityananda prabhu in the other side there was advaita acharya and one side there was shiva makreshwara uh, pandit and the other the fourth side there was uh, uh, shrivas thakur so it so happened that each of those four groups were performing kirtans and chaitanya mahaprabhu was dancing in ecstasy and it was so wonderful that uh, as chaitanya mahaprabhu was dancing and swirling around uh, hearing krishna's name in fact every group felt that chaitanya mahaprabhu was actually looking at them and the analogy looking uh, you know it's like imagine that someone is in the center and you know if four sides people are everyone is around them in fact it almost felt like chaitanya mahaprabhu was exactly looking at them and dancing you know hearing to their kirtanam so the example there's a wonderful uh, analogy given actually uh, in chaitanya charitamrita about this it says pulina bhojane yena krishna madhyasthane chaudikera sakakahe amare nehane so the example is given is even when uh, krishna was in vrindavana and eating with his friends you know i think uh, unfortunately that 
poster is behind here, which is not seen today. Uh, oh, it's there. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So you can see that how Krishna is sitting there. And uh, you can see as Krishna sits and all the people, all his friends, Sakhas and Gopas are sitting around him and eating. Actually, uh, it would feel that he is actually looking exactly at them and eating. That is the example which is given here. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastime uh, is such that uh, it is a direct relationship, right? Where Bhagwan is experiencing this Leela also and uh, sharing the love that he gives personal affection. There is also sometimes, you know, people think that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu only exhibits Madhurya Rasa. This is again, he may be in Madhurya Rasa, but doesn't mean that all other Jivatmas who are in other Rasa do not exp- are not important to him. It is an example in this in this shloka in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is explained that the analogy is given is exactly to that Leela. So, one understanding one should know is Krishna does not have only gopis. <laughs> there are there are devotees and Jivatmas who serve him in every Rasa for him. And everyone is important. And none one is greater than the other. The example given is how when uh, Krishna was there and the gopis felt they were most fortunate and we know what happened. Krishna just vanished in a second. Because one thing which Krishna doesn't like is ego. That Again, that Leela is not for to show Srimati Radhanai. That is for us to understand. That we cannot be puffed up because we advance in devotional service. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu again says, Tranadapi suni chena taroorapi sahishnuna. And that is the significance of the verse. That no matter how advanced, if you see the example of every Acharya from Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, uh, Srila Prabhupada, uh, even previous Acharyas and Acharyas of other Sampradayams, they may be stern in their dealings when it comes to Shastra, but humility is a foremost aspect of devotional service because without humility, one cannot surrender. Uh, maybe I will just read a little bit more about <coughs> the the Leela of pastime, just a little bit about uh, the beauty of what is shown here in uh, about the pastime of how Krishna sits and actually, uh, you know, uh, eats actually with uh, with Bhagawan actually, so we can see here for example Aho terayam pulinam vayasaha swakeli sampan brudulacha balukam sputat saro hritati patrika dhani pratidhvana lasadrumalam kumalam Says, my dear friend, just see how this river is extremely beautiful. And this is what Krishna is telling to his sakhas. Because it's pleasing atmosphere. And just see how the blooming lotuses are attracting the bees and birds by the aroma. The humming and chirping of the bees and birds is echoing throughout the beautiful trees in the forest. Also here the sands are clean and soft. Therefore, this must be the best place for our sporting and pastimes. Here actually... The, the beauty of Vrindavana is described, right? Though today Vrindavana may be different, but when Krishna was there, this is how the Gopas and Krishna used to go to, to, you know, to graze the cows and the calves. And this is what they would do. Vrindavana forest is always filled with chirping and cooling of birds, like kokilas, hamsas, 
cranes and also full of peacocks. The same sounds and atmosphere still prevail in the area where, you know, today temples are located. And so this is, this is one thing which we see. And then it is described. Uh, this is actually very beautiful actually. So, uh, accepting. Tateti paya, payatatvarbha vatsan arudya sadvale muktvasikyani bhubuju, bhubuju samam bhagavata mudaha. Accepting Lord Krishna's proposal. The covered boys allowed the calves to drink water from the river and then tied them to the trees where they were tender grass. The boys opened their baskets of food and began eating with Krishna in great transcendental pleasure. Krishnasya Vishwak Puraraji Mandalair Abhyanana Puladrisho Vrajarbhakaha Saho Pavastita Vipine Virejus Chada Yatham Bhoruha Karnikayaha Like the whirl of a lotus flower surrounded by its petals and leaves, Krishna sat in the center, encircled by the lines of his friends who all looked very beautiful. Every one of them was trying to look forward towards Krishna, thinking Krishna might look towards them. And that is exactly the verse as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited that past time. That Pulina Bhujine Yena Krishna Madhyastane Chaudike Rasaka Kahe Amare Nehane. So every friend Sakha wanted to see that Krishna looks at them. And Krishna did because he is supreme. He can expand himself simultaneously. The same pastime, which we will not discuss today, is exactly exhibited when Krishna performed Rasalila, where uh, Rasalila, where Krishna danced with every single gopi. Similar analogy. Uh, so, to a pure devotee, Krishna is always visible, as in Brahma Samhita we say, right? Santa Sadaiva Hridayeshu Vidoka Yanti. In order to experience this. It is not from bodily we have to look. We have to look from within. Our Jivatma has to feel the connection to Bhagavan. When you see that, then you will understand that Bhagavan is looking at you. As indicated in Bhagavad Gita, Sarvatha Panipadam Tat Sarvato Shishiro Mukham If by accumulating pious activities, one is raised to the platform of pure devotional service, Krishna is always visible in core of one's heart. One who has attained such perfection is beautiful in transcendental bliss. As see, we can see Prabhupada has written the same thing in the purport. You have, is visible in the core of one's heart. Visi- seeing Krishna is not about looking through material eyes. Is preman juna bhakti vilochanena. To look with love and connection. And you see that Krishna is the center for all activities in this blissful form. The only thing I will end today's class is, I mean, you can go forever. There's a wonderful, uh, to just describe the Leela of uh, the pastime of eating, right? So, as we know, Vallabhachari has written a wonderful shloka, right? Song, Geetam Madhuram, Peetam Madhuram, Bhuktam Madhuram, Suptam Madhuram, Rupam Madhuram, Tilakam Madhuram. Madhuradipate rakhilam madhuram. So his gitam, his singing, his dress, his buktam, his suptam, his eating, his form and his tilakam, everything is beautiful. So that is why you can see that even the gopas, 
just want to make sure that Krishna always looks at them. So I will end today's class. Hare Krishna. Any comments, questions or thoughts? Well, uh, it's a good question just to reiterate. Uh, you see, for example, just because, uh, as I said, one of the offenses to not to bl- to blaspheme the Vedic literature or literature persons of Vedic version. I'll give a very simple example here, right? A lot of people worship Durga Mata. Who is Subhadra Devi? Who is Subhadra Devi? She's expansion of Durga Mata. You go there, disrespect there, and you come here. It doesn't work like this. I'm not saying your example. It's a generic example. We cannot become greater. Right? And in a in a practical environment, he as I mean in this shloka in Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavan says, I am the super soul. When a Jivatma wants to worship a demigod, I give him that I give him that. Not they get it. He decides. <laughs> That's how Krishna quotes in the Bhagavad Gita. Of course, he says, less intelligent they'll come, but eventually they come to that. Just because we participate doesn't mean that we become lower or lesser. That is not the understanding. Right? The answer, the answer to that question is, a lotus which lies on the water, the leaf, Yes, in the initial stages people may face, but once you are dhridam, you will not be, you, you will never, you will never uh, be diverted. And the understanding always, whether Prabhupada and other Acharyas have said is, other devatas are also servants of Krishna. So you have to give them that respect. And that is the mood you have to worship. The worship is saying, they are far advanced than us. We would like your blessing to advance in devotional service to Krishna. You should not ask other things. But there is no harm in asking. Let me ask the question here. We go to see some devotees. Prabhuji, I want your mercy so much. Is that better to ask from him or some devata? Imam Vivasvate Lokan, as Krishna says, I imparted this knowledge to sun god Vivaswan. Are you better asking mercy from sun god or some other jivatma? What is the answer to this question? Can anyone, if someone answers differently, then their understanding of that shloka in Bhagavad Gita itself is wrong. So it doesn't mean we are saying we should worship. But we have to be respectful and humble. So participating doesn't mean, yes, if something is not in attributed to Vedic version, which is not according to Shastra, you know, or Vedams or Puranams, then I can understand. Because, for example, in Kali Yuga, there are many people who follow uh, some other aspects of, uh, I won't say, uh, I don't want to criticize anything here, but, you know, some uh, a mixture and mismatch of certain things. That I can understand, right? Uh, that we have to understand, okay, that may not be beneficial to participate. And, you know, every situation is different, right? Uh, as you know, this is Kali Yuga and there are a lot of people who comes with different philosophies and everything. But core fundamental philosophies which are present doesn't mean that, uh, you know, we have to disrespect them, right? Uh, doesn't mean just because you participate uh, 
I mean, like people participate, do satinarana puja and many things. That is nothing wrong. Your understanding, if you have already realized this, when we say we are in Krishna consciousness and that, that means you have already come to that level. If you have not come to that level, then uh, then we should assume we are here. And not for you. I am just saying in general. Right? So once you that, then you understand. But of course, I totally understand that sometimes people, uh, for example, right, some people worship someone as God. Okay, that is incorrect. You know, those things are, then we will not associate with that kind of philosophy or, you know, uh, that is not aligning to our structure, right, or our philosophical beliefs, right. But a uh, lot of yajyas and homas and many things are done which are still in pursuance of Vedic version. It does not mean that we go disrespect them. That is what I would say. The other example is this, right? I mean, so that's why people have this confusion. You know, why it is said that you don't go to other demigods is because you should not get the desire to ask for something else. You can ask for devotional service. You can ask for advancement. That is perfectly fine. You can ask, say, I want to, re- I want your obstacles to be removed so I can do better devotional service. Like for example, I'll give a real practical example. Sun is 100 degrees, summer 103 degrees. So much sun, I wish sun can become better. You may not pray, you may say in English, you're ultimately praying to sun god, na? Everyone says, you know, this is peak of summer, right? Last week, 104, 105 degrees, I am praying, it's so much sun. I wish sun can, I wish temperature becomes lesser and all. Uh, why? Because as devotee, you also want to do devotional service, right? Example, I, if it temperatures later, I can go outside, I can plant some flowers for Krishna or I can come and do service. You are indirectly praying, you are praying to him only, na? <laughs> Prayer goes through ether. It translates. That's why it says that in Shastra it is said that Tathastu means you always speak good. Because what you speak or thought, also negative thoughts also go. <laughs> Hopefully that... Okay. Any other thoughts or comments I can... Okay. Yes, Madhaji. Not, not all, not all residents of the heavenly planets or devatas are all fully materialistic. We don't know that. So I'll give a scientific example. Uh, let me see this. So let me first put on that, Mataji. It's a good point you raise. There are residents of every loka which are present. Sure, they have done pious activities to go there first. That is the understanding we should have. Doesn't matter what they do there. Now, not everyone may be engaged. But there are folks who are also, like Tapaloka for example. They are people who are doing tapas. They are doing 24-7 only. So, some devatas, yeah, so, exactly. So, just as you said, here also there are everyone. There also there are devatas. To pray to the main devatas who we know, and asking, saying, we want enough just... Mercy to advance in devotional service. 
is is not wrong i i use examples like vayu indra as i use the sun god example is it wrong to pray to sun saying uh, you know i want to advance and you know in devotional service it is okay we pray directly to krishna we pray to our guru we pray to our spiritual master i am not saying we have to go specifically pray right see there is a difference between uh not praying is okay and not praying because of disrespect there is a very vast difference between the two you understand madhuri what i'm saying we are not saying we pray to bhagwan sri krishna we pray to our guru right we are not saying go specifically pray to devata but don't need to show spite is what i'm saying that is the attitude we should not have because again i use the quotation of chaitanya mahaprabhu again and again tranadapi sunichena we cannot ever in order to cross to go back to him we cannot think we are greater i will use example of prabhupad even at his last stage did he ever think he is greater than anyone like you have all seen the video of prabhupad in his last few moments before he quit his body does prabhupad has ever exhibited that he is greater exactly we have to have that to go back if we don't have it we are not qualified this is not i know devotional service is sublime bhagwan wants us he will take us but should we not make us at least 1% qualified <laughs> that is called as in saranagati and surrender we say is karpanyam it's meekness that meekness aspect is absolute meekness and that is what we see like i said in uh, in vakreshwara pandit and you know how devananda showed right that meekness to the feet of chaitanya mahaprabhu even jagai madai they showed that final meekness to nityanand prabhu that is what we should have so to answer your question that uh, you know we are not saying go specifically pray to devatas no that is not we are saying but it is if someone you know if we go somewhere you know we come across a devata we go to a temple or somewhere you can't walk with your head high like this <laughs> that is not right <laughs> huh exactly right no exactly that is exa- i know mataji but to again you're saying right that's why i said we are not saying go pray specifically but doesn't mean there is no harm i that's why i used a very materialistic i know i shouldn't say materialistic example that we have peak summer today 103 degrees 105 degrees of course every devotee will say are if temperature is less 95 degrees i can go outside i can plant some flower for krishna you know i can come to the temple and in this summer i cannot come outside they say oh please let the temperature become lesser by doing that you are indirectly praying to slowly to come the temperature down <laughs> you may not say it directly you understand what i'm saying it goes to him only but i hope I, you understand my point we are not saying specifically pray no if you come across it's okay but but not to pray for material desire that because of course in the initial stages devotional service or bhakti yoga is a gradual process right not anyone can come and say or my in this lifetime i have taken millions of lifetimes before 
So in the initial stages, people may pray to the devadas. It's okay, but we don't look down. We still respect. You know, that's what it is there. They will eventually come to the stage. And that's a gradual process. No, no worries. Nice point. Any, I think we'll end today. <laughs> okay. Mandraj Srimad Bhagatam ki jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai.